0: is It took me like half of Mike's diatribe to realize he was trying to lead me in and not trying to start an argument with me because I was about to just launch into an argument huh? because I actually had this same conversation with a group of friends not earlier in this week like I woke up and like an hour later a, a, like an innocent text led to like a half an hour of text back and forth about this very conversation and I'm like it is nine in the morning I just <laughs> ate a bowl of cereal and now I feel like I'm about to accidentally defend gas chambers so can we stop talking right now <laughs>
1: and I bet you were ready you were ready <laughs> You and your fucking fruity pebbles. <laughs>
0: I, am, I am not cognizant enough to not accidentally defend gas chambers right now. So, but no. Spoken
2: like a true politician. Yeah.
0: So, no. Yes, Mike, science, science, I wouldn't disagree, is the root of all evil. People are the root of all evil. And one person in particular sought to use science to root that evil out. And his name was Dr. Henry Jekyll. And someone wrote a musical about him. And this is what it sounds like.
3: This is the moment. This is the time when the momentum and the moment are in rhyme. Give me this moment, <laughs> this precious chance.
2: I'll... Steve, this doesn't sound like a doctor. <laughs> this sounds more like uh, David Hasselhoff.
1: God, I'll tell you what, Doctor Jekyll is a hunk.
0: Yes, Dr. Jekyll does look Dr. like Jekyll somebody Jekyll
1: made could be his...
2: on the cast of Baywatch, easy! Oh, and by the way, Dr. <laughs> Jekyll may be a hunk, and we are the Song Topsy Report, where we dissect yes. bad, bizarre, or otherwise noteworthy music to figure out how it died. I am your host, Nick Breedier.
0: I'm Mike Russell. And I'm your research bringer, Stephen Trollinger slash Edward Hyde. Oh, oh sorry. Oh. Oh. sorry guys oh, no. Steve, are you okay? my, are, are my you brain okay? went a little funky there I don't know what happened um and uh oh. yes I am uh bringing us today I sense an ongoing bit yes uh, Steve. yes uh I sense no you don't I said I <laughs> brought with me today a piece of musical theater history we have never had a musical theater episode up to this date after we've like, done
2: two uh, porn parodies you're yes. welcome.
0: Yes, we've done those, but we've always talked about doing an episode about a shitty musical, and uh, there's a lot of them out there to choose from. I, in doing research to, for this episode, I hit upon a bunch of different possible permutations. Like at one point, I wanted to do a whole episode on uh, Seven Brides for Seven Brothers and how uh, that particular musical it has not aged well. But then I realized we'd start, have, we'd have to have a conversation about consent. Laws and I didn't think we were responsible enough for that. To oh not my be god, horrible. which
1: which side of consent are we talking? How young were these ladies for these brothers?
0: Oh, well, like if you know, like you kidnap a woman and you take her into the mountains, and then you basically seal her into a cabin for seven months, and then they fall in love with you, but really they don't have a choice because they're sealed in a cabin via mountain pass for an entire oh, winter. Wait,
1: was this, was this a brother a beast?
0: What's going uh, on? It's these Look, this is the reason I didn't do this for the episode. Okay, we're not going to talk about Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, uh, and I and we knew
2: Andrew Lloyd Webber would sue us if we did Cats. So yeah, I didn't want to do that <laughs> well, or, cats are or, or Love Never consenting. Dies. Have you ever heard them out in the alleyway? It's disgusting. See
0: this again. Thank you for continuing <laughs> to prove me right as to why I shouldn't have brought Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Uh, so then I hit upon. Uh, Frank Wildhorn and Frank Wildhorn is a composer that I have a lot of personal history with in this, not in the sense that I know him, but uh, in the sense that I've like my sort of awakening as a musical theater nerd came via uh, a few different shows. The primary one was, of course, Phantom of the Opera. Uh, one of the sort of lower tier ones, though, was this musical, Jekyll and Hyde and Frank Wildhorn, for those who don't know is he was born in Harlem, 1958, uh, before moving to Florida when he was 14. While in high school, he taught himself how to play the piano, and he played for and wrote for various bands. While attending the University of Southern California, he met a man named Steve Cudden, who was then working as a master electrician at their theater school. They began collaborating on a number of projects, one of which became the first of two iterations of this musical, Jekyll and Hyde. Uh, and then Cudden was later replaced on the project by Leslie Bercuse, another song Topsy alumni, after a first failed attempt at a Broadway production of this. Uh, and Frank Wait, Wild. An
2: alumni from what song?
0: Uh, he is listeners will remember my discussion of the song Can You Read My Mind from the film Superman. He wrote the lyrics oh, for that. Oh
1: yeah. And also
0: lyrics for the film Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, as well as the the most famous Bond song of all, Goldfinger. Oh, my God. And he also wrote this piece of crap. Right, that one? Yeah, exactly. And then he wrote this. Verbatim. Uh, Uh, And now Frank Wildhorn is famously the composer who follows the tried and true, it worked for Andrew Lloyd Webber and the Les Miserables Guys School of Musical Success. Uh, In addition to Jekyll and Hyde, Wildhorn has adapted musicals out of The Scarlet Pimpernel, Dracula, Cyrano de Bergerac, the Count of Monte Cristo, and The Man Who Laughs, all gothic era novels akin to Les Miserables or The Phantom of the Opera. Uh, he also- Scarlet
2: Pimpernel holds a special place in my heart. It's it's like it, it never stood a chance because it can only be one musical about the French Revolution. But man, some of those songs slap. And I want to say this up front, like I bring this to
0: everyone's attention. There are a lot of the musicals I mentioned. I wholeheartedly enjoyed. like the Scarlet Pimpernel is a fantastic, rousing adventure musical. I wish I had gotten to see it when it was out, but like it was, and it's you know fairly well written. The Frank Wildhorn's musicals actually tend to go through a lot of different permutations. Like even when they're on Broadway, like if the the three musicals he had on Broadway every time they, they come to Broadway and then they close like a year later and then get retooled and show back up on Broadway. Like the Scarlet Pimpernel got retooled like three times. They gave that guy three chances on Broadway for Scarlet Pimpernel. Wow. And they would like, he'd like come back, rewrite some of the songs, re, like take some songs out, rework the show, put it back on. He did it for that. He did it for Dracula. He did it for, uh, and he did it for Jekyll and Hyde. Um it's more like Scarlet Pimp My Show. Exactly. And he, uh, as a personal note, the actually the the concept album of Jekyll and Hyde, which typically if it's a concept album, that's like the first go at it. It's not usually the best. I actually think it's the superior version of the show. I think they did it right the first time and then subsequently made it worse every single time they tried to fix it because it had like it was actually like kind of spooky. It was actually a scary like it had like atmosphere to it, whereas this is more just like your standard white bread kind of Broadway musical.
1: So, so Jekyll and Hyde. is uh is is based off the uh, off the classic story of uh dr jekyll is this right yes yes uh uh, robert louis
0: stevenson's this the tale of dr jekyll and mr hyde yes
1: you and nick have talked about this uh in quite a few episodes when you start sending random songs from this so i am excited (laughs) to finally uh see see some real live tidbits from it uh well, unfortunately Mike,
0: I have chosen the worst iteration of this show to introduce to you. I
1: don't believe you Steve. It's motherfucking David Hasselhoff as the lead. This was um all right. Well, as yes, thank you Mike. We'll we'll
0: continue talking about this version of the show. Uh this musical went through like I said various iterations. A concept album released in 1994 was the best version, I feel in my opinion. Uh, had great vocal performances, However, its final Broadway cast would become the most visible due to the creation of Jekyll and Hyde direct from Broadway, a rare filmed capture of a live Broadway production, which is what we are about to talk about today. It's very rare. Uh, Most Broadway musicals do get filmed, but they don't get released to the public. They actually go into a special library where you can actually if you get like access to this library, you can go see musicals from throughout the decades, but they don't typically get released on video. And this was a rare instance of that. And it only got released to video because it was uh, paid for out of the pocket of its leading man, one
1: David Hasselhoff, our Song Topsy alumnus. Now, have you noticed that this is happened? Because you're right, it has been quite rare because they wanted people to go watch these musicals and plays on Broadway in person because they pay the, the, the big bucks. But now, I feel like they're, they're putting everything on um, in movie form. You no, know, you had the Wiz, Hamilton.
3: What, well, uh, yeah, Hamilton, I,
0: yes, I, Hamilton, yes. The Wiz was uh, conceived as a movie musical, I think, though. But the Hamilton, yes, you're correct with that. Okay,
2: yeah. Difference between a staged show that they filmed versus the adaptation of a musical, a la like the Wiz, or <laughs> I was going to say Dear Evan Hansen as the most recent example. Maybe not the best. Oh example. my God,
1: did well, they screwed it up though? didn't they, or did they enhance them? They had to enhance. <laughs> I think uh, they did
2: both at the same time. <laughs> I hear they're already making a digitally de aged version of this movie. Yeah. I'm like, yes, the more it becomes a train wreck, the better. That
1: guy looked way too old. I was like, my favorite joke about
0: look- my favorite joke about that is one I read online where it's you know like a high school production of a musical hopes that this 15 year old looks like a 40 year old. And the Dear Evan Hansen uh, live action, we hope people buy that this 40-year-old is 15. <laughs> so it's like the inverse of a high school musical.
2: Yes. Also, I will say, immediately before recording, uh, Steve mentioned that David Hasselhoff had a hamburger face, and I can't unsee it now. His face just looks round He's got and vaguely a meaty delicious. head.
0: He's got a meaty head. I don't—it's not a—it's not a—I don't—there are people who find that attractive, I'm sure. I've just, like—I looked at him, and he looked like a caricature. Like, when you go out into the park and someone does a caricature of your face and they exaggerate, like, how wide and how, like, deep your cheekbones are. But that's just his face. It doesn't Steve, help that he it's, like, a, zooming in on his face.
1: Man. He is the man. He is the world's sexiest man alive at one point.
0: Yeah, but that doesn't mean he can sing.
1: <gasps> I'm just saying, uh, people seem to enjoy the meat-shaped heads.
2: Like, hey, that Steve, means- the country of Germany would disagree, and as we learned in our coverage of... Uh, the song jump in my car that we did years ago uh australia loves them too but but no, thank you is sir the,
0: this is the clear distinction those are pop songs they are not musical theater songs which are written in a very different fashion and are much harder to sing the, and I'm gonna, sure
2: David Hasselhoff nails it. I'm gonna speak about this like I haven't seen these clips before. As, I'm as sure a, he nails it.
0: As a brief, as a brief overview of the plot of the musical for Mike specifically, Dr. Jekyll and, and our sure listeners this, and our listeners, and this will sound familiar to anyone who's read the story or seen some other, you know, adaptation of the story. Uh, Dr. Jekyll thinks uh, you know, is trying to discover the source of human morality. He's trying to figure out why people are crazy bad and evil so he it concocts a formula that he hopes will be able to purify the human soul and instead he makes a horrible miscalculation and it instead brings out the 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 like the id basically it supercharges his id and it drives him insane and for uh, like his psyche breaks and it turns like his evil side turns into a completely different identity with a different posture, a different physicality, and a different voice. For the musical, that is basically the plot as well. It's just they're also singing. And also there's, you know, a subplot where he has a fiancé who's a well-to-do highborn lady, and she's worried about him because he's obsessed with his work, and he meets a prostitute who Hyde falls in love with, so he has a weird, like, Love square with
1: them, where he's oh, like, because bo- you know she is into the hassle Hyde. I mean, that man. Fucks. She's not. Actu- <laughs> she's not actually. She's
0: actually in love with Jekyll. Both women are in love with Jekyll, but because she's a prostitute, she can only get with Hyde,
1: who beats her
2: and, oh, eventually, oh, and eventually kills that, her. Spoiler alert! Know, I need a. They
1: need to make a new, new version of this. I don't know that they've re-
0: They've redone this show like five times. So maybe see they will. A
1: female. A female Dr.
2: Jekyll and Miss Hyde. Yeah, women can be doctors too.
0: <laughs> uh, there was a film adaptation of the story where it was like Dr. Jekyll and Mrs. Hyde where like the man turns into a woman which was an interesting way to, that was. and this was from like the mid
2: 90s too, so you're like, wow, way I need to be super progressive. I'm sure, they handled it, I'm sure they handled it tastefully then.
1: I need to get out the demons in me, all my femininity, get it out! <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, now that you, yeah, now that Mike's mentioning it, that that the the thrust of the story is that he's trying to like not be evil, and so the like the absolute like condensing of all evil in him is the equivalent of a woman. Which yeah, okay, yeah, that probably <laughs> wasn't a great adaptation. Now that you brought that up, Mike,
1: don't you think there'd be more? I don't know. You know what? I gotta just watch more and see how I feel about Hasselhide. I'm gonna call him Hasselhide Nile. Because I, yes, I just, yes. I'm just into I'm just into this.
0: So let's do that. Let's let's get it let's go right into it. We're gonna start uh, a little bit halfway through act one with the uh, Dr. Jekyll has uh, his like the board that controls his foundation that controls his experiments has forbade him from doing the experiment he wants to do. So he instead decides to perform the experiment on himself, and he has this epiphany moment where he realizes that he must be the subject of the experiment, and that epiphany comes with a song uh, that became famous in its own right after the musical was used for, like, uh sports like, you know, where you go, you have like a, like a singer, a professional singer go out and f- before the, a sports game and they sing the anthem or they sing a different song. And this would be like a sports anthem song that would get famous outside of the musical. But it is called This Is The Moment. A
2: dissection is imperative.
0: And let's see how the Hoff does with it.
3: This is the moment. This is the day. And I send all my doubts and demons on their way. Every endeavor I have made ever is coming into play. It's here and now, today. This
2: I-, I gotta say, this hamburger's got pipes. I am feeling the feelings, and I'm a little hungry, too. <sighs> Steve it's, what do you hear him?
1: is it his um how he contextualizes the rhythm i mean he uh, sounds
0: what? like he sounds like if adam west as batman was singing a musical number
2: <laughs> yeah it is I, or or like just,
0: an
1: adam west batman or a if uh, william shatner could sing even a little bit I was thinking. I was thinking. The he does have a bit of William Shatner with him. That's
2: he only seems to have two options. He either doesn't sustain the note and just ends it with dramatic. Uh, oh God, what's the what's the name of the term where you're like speak singing? I forgot. But he either ends it with that or with like the most high frequency vibrato. Yeah. that I've heard. And I guess part of it is
0: part of it is a personal preference. I am, it's part of
2: like I am not a fan
0: of excessive use of vibrato in a singing voice so that it might be a personal prejudice on my part that that's just how he sings and I don't like it usually um but it it does it it always comes I just like a clarity I like a you know like I like the note to be sustained I don't like feeling like an earthquake is happening while someone is trying to sing <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, but uh, only emotional earthquakes
0: look oh and I and I fully by the way uh if you can while you're listening to this episode please Please find the musical online. It's actually all online on YouTube for free. So you can definitely you can definitely just go ahead and do it. Uh, But the uh, feel free to watch along with us so you can get the real because he's doing some face acting here. He's like he's got so much face, and it just it can show so much.
2: Yeah, the the sesame seeds and lettuce around the periphery of his mouth, along with the sweet, juicy bun of his face, is just oh my god! Gosh. I Nick, eaten. stop I should, I should have eaten before this podcast. David Hasselhoff's <laughs> yeah. face is making me hungry now.
0: Nick, my doctor told me I had to cut down on red meat because my bad cholesterol is a little high. So now you're making me want a
2: hamburger. David Hasselhoff is the red meat of the show. But Mike, were you going to say something? No, Nick. I was just admiring. You admiring David Hasselhoff? That's. <laughs> I mean, he's he's striking a powerful pose too. Look at
1: that!
0: Like he's got clench. two imaginary. <laughs>
2: he's got he's got two imaginary dumbbells. He
0: moves like a puppet man. He looks like he's like on strings, and his his limbs are made of wood. Well, Steve, it just he literally just sat up. I want to see more because well, I don't think yes. we. Here, yeah, here's the pro- here's the again here's part of the issue too, and this is what happens when you film a stage show. A stage show is different from. something being filmed. There's a different type of physicality you need when you're performing in front of a large room where not everyone can see you up close. You're like, all of your physicality has to be broad and it has to reach all sorts of people no matter where they're sitting. And when you film that... And you start zooming in; it it looks like they don't know how to move like human beings anymore because they don't they aren't modifying their performance be, just because they're on camera. And that's what the Hoff will do for the rest of this production.
3: Cannot wait. This is the moment. This is the time. Do the bicycle walk now. And, and the moment, are in rhyme. Give me this moment. This precious chance I'll gather up my past and make some sense at last. This is the moment. Alright, let's let's talk about what he's what's he saying here.
1: It's the moment at last. He's gonna everything's in rhyme and in motion. And he's singing at this painting. Is that his dad? Yes. That's his he... dad. Very oh, astute, Michael. Soul. Dr. Jekyll's got some daddy issues. Okay. So his dad, in the in the in
0: in this adaptation, his father has been committed to a mental asylum because he has uh, psycholo- deep-seated psycholo- psychological issues, and this being the 19th century, they're not that good at solving those. So his father has been committed to an asylum, and his whole experiment is him trying to basically cure his dad.
2: Why?
1: Here's a question for you. I think Dr. Jekyll went about this the wrong way. You think?
2: <laughs> Understatement of the century.
1: <laughs> I think I think Dr. Jekyll had the very patient right in front of him who he should have used right from the get-go. Old dad Dad, Dad's locked away in the psych ward anyway. Let me collect some doubloons and some uh, some gold coins here. I'm gonna I'm gonna bribe these folks. I'm gonna take them into my laboratory, and I'm gonna I'm gonna work on the old Dad. Hey, Mike, Mike, you are actually,
0: and we're not on the right show for this, but you are actually probably hitting it on the head historically speaking that probably would have, in a historic, the historical context of this time period, your scenario would have been the far more likely and easy-to-commit scenario.
2: But no, David Hamburger Hyde decided <laughs> to do it all on himself, which, I mean, for the purposes of the show, it makes a more dramatic musical. Does that make him I'll a s-
1: monster martyr?
2: Ooh. I mean, I think, I think now we're just probing to original questions with the story itself. This becomes a book review yeah. podcast. Uh, this is the book. Re- this is the book Topsy report. Where we <laughs> welcome to the book report. <laughs> that was me every every September from like fourth grade to eighth grade. We need to
1: start a podcast where we help kids cheat on their homework assignments by reviewing books for them <laughs> and then just be like, ah, eh, write this down in your own words.
2: Yeah, there's got to be a SparkNotes podcast already. Also, if we did that,
0: we'd be better. Also, if we did that, I would very purposefully pepper in falsehoods throughout the entirety of the show so that they would get tripped up and get in trouble.
1: I totally made up an essay on Frankenstein when (laughs) I uh, was doing my advanced English, my AP English exam. I like watched half of a Frankenstein movie and I said
2: I. Which one? Nothing, that, like, nothing I said Wolfman. happened in
1: the book, and they're just like, what? Is, this this didn't happen.
0: <laughs> uh, we'll listen to just a little bit more of this in the moment, just because this is this is a, a piece of stagecraft right here. If you'll watch what the Hoff is about to do with the stage.
3: This is the moment when all Come on, this is the day. See, it sparkle and shine. When all I've lived for becomes mine.
1: Through- okay, all right, all right, let's talk about this. What do we, I don't, I don't know if I get it. All that he's lived for his whole life, is in this moment. Has he been so obsessed with his father's mental health his whole life? Has his dad been crazy? I mean, you got to fill me in some blanks here, Steve. What's going so, on with Dr. Jekyll? How do you... I mean... Daddy Jekyll. He's... um. So, Mike... He's a, he's a little obsessed. Mike, he's a little ob- uh, the
0: thing you need to realize is that the song This Is The Moment has almost nothing to do with the show that it's in.
2: That's why it's so easy to put it in like any generic, we-want-to-pump-people-up context. It is the uh, It anthems. is literally an anthem.
0: It is a song that Frank Wildhorn and Leslie Bercuse and Steve Cudden wrote, and they thought to them—it it kind of fits in the sense that this— is the like he's made a decision and he's had this sort of eureka moment but structurally speaking the song itself it has nothing to do with the show that it's in
1: boo i'd be booing that's it for, as soon as <laughs> yeah. yeah. boo david
2: hamburger no, hi there's, no there's
3: no
0: there's no lyric booing. where he goes like my dad is crazy
1: and he'll get well
0: Like there's nothing like that.
1: That's what I need to hear. What am I learning from this? I ain't learning shit. I'm learning it's the moment and he's obsessed with something. What is it? It's not it's nothing. It's all You're a lear- bunch of nothing. I You're hate learning- I hate it. I hate Wild Horn. You know, he better he better he better <laughs> rap. He better pull a U-turn after this garbage. Are you kidding me? You- I am sick. You know, every time this happens, guys, you always bring in these songs that don't mean shit. They have to do with the actual story, and I. I... <sighs> okay. All right. All right. Well, then we'll move on. That's a good no. moving on point. To... Okay. Yeah. Let's go. It has. To be... <laughs> I want to. I want to hear Jekyll and I. And I want to hear about some craziness. I want to hear some some like inner dialogue. I want to hear like. Uh... Oh, look at this. First, go ahead and read it to me, Steve. This sounds so, good.
0: So we're moving on to. The First Transformation. Now, much has been said about David Hasselhoff, the singer. Uh, I... I'm not a fan of of his musical stylings, but that's that's my personal thing. It's you know other people are in specific
1: countries are obvious fans of it. You know uh, we, we are you know Steve we're gonna fight during this because you you have a problem with Mister Hasselhoff. He he didn't write the lyrics to that last song. That wasn't no, his. No, no, that no, was your boy Wildhorn. Let's let's it's- be clear. That's you guys true. are both
2: fundamentally upset, or not upset, but well, I guess Mike is. But you, you disagree. Steve's got no problem with the lyrics and has the problem with Hasselhoff singing. Mike has no problem with Hasselhoff singing and has all the problems with the lyrics.
0: Uh if you put David Hasselhoff in uh like a Baywatch scenario or a Knight Rider scenario, he's quite he's he's a he's he's a he's an actor. He's he's a you know tv actor he, <laughs> wow what know. a
2: damning indictment uh, david Hasselhoff is definitely an actor <laughs> definitely an actor uh,
0: i enjoy i en- i enjoyed night right so are the people show. in
1: cialis commercials steve what are you trying to he's, say about Hasselhoff? he's not he's
0: not a terrible actor he's not like the greatest actor who's ever lived but he's not terrible uh he's i know you a know, whole
1: country are full of full people that would just dis- you know just go ahead see <laughs>
0: But the issue I have and the issue some folks have uh, is specifically if you go to the Amazon reviews for the Jekyll and Hyde uh, live from Broadway. If you go to try to purchase it from Amazon and check out some of those Amazon reviews, uh, some people on there have the same problem. There's a difference between being able to be a stage actor and being an actor for film and TV. And some people can cross both lines and some people can't. And I'm of the opinion and certain people uh, in the comment section, are as well that David Hasselhoff doesn't quite cross that line either, and which is kind of a crappy thing if your whole show is based around
1: somebody who can pretend to be
0: more than one person.
1: You know, you know, Steve. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hear you out. I'm gonna hear Hasselhoff out, but I just want you to keep in mind that you are backing up your beliefs with a comment section. And I'm telling you what, Steve, we've gone over comment sections in some previous episodes, and uh, some people have a lot of wacky stuff to say in those <laughs> things i I don't know uh, how much I can trust the comment section on com- uh, on you know on where I need to put my beliefs. but I mean,
0: what you need to know, I
1: think the ultimate
0: the ultimate like damning indictment of this is that high school me loved it. So that's the <laughs> that's the most damning indictment of this show. Um, okay, okay, okay. So now we're going to, so he's, he's had the moment. This is it. And now he is going to take the formula and he's going to record what happens to himself. I must be
3: wise. I must try to analyze its change in me. Everything I see, how will it be? Will I see the world through different eyes?
2: Steve, I gotta say, um, when I had COVID and had to reach out to the contact tracers, it was basically the exact same thing. Yeah, but did you talk... around. Do I have brain fog?
3: Is my nose
2: getting stuffy? Did you t- did you say it like you were William Shatner? Uh yes, 100%. Oh, okay. That was the worst symptom of
0: covid. I must try to analyze each change in me. Everything I see. Like that is I've read the sheet music, guys. That line does not have four different ups and downsies. Every change in me. I must try to analyze. Like that is not that's not how it goes
3: in the sheet music. But I'm sucked in. Morning light, glimmering in red, like crimson bloodshed, shimmering in red, beautiful and strange. See the colors change before my
2: eyes. <laughs> yeah,
1: did he take a potion or acid?
2: <laughs> There's you. our poll question. <laughs> Do you think this doctor, is the pollment.
1: Yeah. You know, you know, it's uh, it's not uncommon for hallucinogenics to be used for mental illness treatments. Have you heard about this? I have I mean, heard of that. That's that correct. Is, I, I think this is Jekyll experimenting with a bad batch of acid. That's it.
2: Okay, so now he's David Hassel hallucinogenic.
1: <laughs> yes, Nick. Yeah.
2: Maybe that scientist from Berkeley who invented
0: LSD was was a fan of Robert Louis Stevenson. Like, hey, he totally read the book the wrong way. He read the story and was like, hey, that sounds like fun. I wonder if there's a way I could do
3: that for real. <laughs> okay. See how they dance and they sparkle like diamonds at night. Leading me out of the darkness and into the light.
2: He's got a syringe now. He's about to inject the flavor into the beef patty of his face.
1: Yo, how many drugs is this guy taking?
2: So he. This is just to calm him down before he actually takes the real potion. (laughs) All right, take my Uh, quaalude.
1: He's drinking (laughs) stuff. He's injecting stuff. I want to see him start lighting something up next. Like (laughs) what's going? Druggy Jekyll. That's
0: it. So Mike, he. It's hard to tell because again he doesn't vary how he holds things, but what you just witnessed was he didn't inject himself yet he he took a he took a drink to steady his nerves and then he put the syringe in the in the bottle with the the formula in it and pulled it out and then he like rubbed down his arm with alcohol, but he has yet in two and a half minutes to actually
1: inject himself, but he has been talking about it. You know what? do you know what that means? Doctor Jekyll must be incredible at foreplay. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only logical conclusion. He likes to take his time. Likes to talk about it a little bit. You know, you know, a lot of people like that. You guys ever? Uh, you guys ever take your time and talk about it before you're
2: doing it?
0: Mike, I'm not surprised that you become a different person in bed.
2: <laughs> hey, it's it's Mike Hyde. <laughs> I
0: I usually say when Mike comes into your room, it's Mike Hyde. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey guys, it's the moment.
0: Enough of my hilarious repartee. Let's let's get to let's get to injecting. I'm actually gonna. Yeah, s-
2: I can't wait to see what I'm sure is uh, David Hassel. Uh, sorry, David uh, ham- Hamburger Hyde. Uh, wildly underacting.
0: We're actually gonna skip the part where he injects himself
2: because it takes him a full minute to do it with no dialogue or music. Okay, the, he, he must have injected like an air bubble at that point If he's injecting that long And probably will
3: die We'll find out 3.58am It is done I've injected 5 centiliters Of the newly fused formula Salty Bitter taste Stings the gums Warm in the gullet a prickling heat spreading strongly through my veins a light headedness slight feeling of euphoria <laughs> oh
0: baby guys you know how like when you get lightheaded you you're, you you just like your, your face starts doing things that it's never done before, and you, like, telegraph how euphoric you are uh, and how, how
2: lightheaded you've become. But, Steve, were you not saying how, in a stage performance, you have to almost overdo it a little bit, which I would argue makes David Hasselhoff the perfect actor for this role?
0: Well, yes, I did, I did say that, and like I said before, it's not entirely fair when you film it because, you know, you can't vary your performance just because it's on film. So that's true. But this is also what we'd be looking at if we were in the first row, basically. And if I paid $300 for that
1: ticket, I would be very upset right now. Okay. Now, hold the phone, Steve. Now, when was the last time you took a substance that gave you a true sense of euphoria?
2: And you can't say the last Krispy Kreme donut you've had.
1: Now, I want you to imagine. You were talking eggnog earlier. Maybe not. Maybe that was before we started recording, but uh, yes. Let's say I had a few eggnogs, you know, and you're feeling real good. So good, in fact, that, you know, it's the best you've been feeling all year. And you're just in a mood, you know? You're not going to let out a little a little big laugh. Steve, I know you're a villainous laughing, laughing man. I can tell. So... As a villainous laughing, man, you're gonna you're gonna try and tell me that you don't ever just let one out once in a while when you're feeling real good.
0: Uh, do I, I can do, do I naturally laugh like a supervillain? You mean, like when yes. I feel good inside?
1: You've done it on this podcast, Steve. I mean,
0: uh, just that's blatantly the sheer false because I've never felt good pain. on this podcast. <laughs> blatantly false. I've never felt good on this podcast. So.
2: Steve, that's a lie verbatim. This has happened. This is this has been this has been the chain of events. It's time for another day at the movies. Hundred <laughs> percent. I can I honestly you, say I think you hate Hasselhoff
1: so much because he you just see yourself in him a little. You're just like oh ooh yes, this
2: is it's another role that Steve wanted that some actor he doesn't like got. Well, sure, yeah,
0: that's probably part of it too.
2: I I like him on TV. I don't
0: like him on stage. I like him on stage, but I don't like him on TV. <laughs> uh, uh, S- S- Steve? Uh, oh sorry guys, sorry that. Ooh, that that was weird. Sorry, I I I took I took a I took a Motrin before the podcast. And I think it might I think it might have screwed me up a little. I took a, a gel cap of some kind. It was in an unlabeled bottle in my medicine cabinet that had like a bunch of webs all over it. I d- I don't know what it I don't know what it was doing in there.
2: That's... Hmm, maybe it expired. <laughs> I guess we had to have been there.
3: Go. No noticeable behavioral differences. <laughs>
0: <sighs> oh, hold on. Are you guys ready to see some acting? Yes. Oh, yeah. You guys, prepare, prepare yourselves for some acting. Oh, I'm
1: strapping
3: it. My, My theory's through. I'll show the world. Oh, dear God. Oh, God. What is this? Oh, something is happening I can't explain Something inside me A breathtaking pain powers consumes me And drives me insane oh, 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 God. Oh, oh. Suddenly out of control Something is taking hold Suddenly agony Filling me Killing me
2: that was me. Mi- I admittedly I reacted the exact same way when Mike dropped a microphone stand on my toe. But I don't think it's too overdone.
0: <laughs> oh, no, you don't? You don't think that's too overdone? How do you no, like this your is steaks? No, exactly
2: This is exactly the level of subtlety that this role needed. <laughs> How do you like your steaks? On fire?
1: <laughs> you know, I I really was hearing that William Shatner bit of him. Yeah, you um, were, so, yeah, weren't you? So
2: Suddenly, agony, <laughs> ah, filling me, killing me. Oh, I love it though.
0: It's, it's like, oh, okay, David. We're, uh, all right, um, for this scene, I, I just you know, like you're uh, like something fiery is coursing through your veins. You can't control your movements. I want you to look like you're writhing in agony on stage. No, no, no. Don't hump the stage, David. Don't hump the
1: stage. Stop humping the stage, David. <laughs> you now,
2: can't tell a bird not to fly or a fish not
1: to swim. Now you gotta understand, though, Steve. He's in the he's in character. He's a Method Man. You know, I feel like...
2: He's Crystal Method Man
1: right now. <laughs> Listen, but he's going. He's going for it, man. Yes. You, you gotta appreciate that. He's all over
2: the place. Look, he made a strong choice, and I can respect that at the bare minimum. He's stuck with it. What would you
1: prefer? You want someone just gonna... Ooh. Ooh, that's something, something smarts. I should have had tacos before all these drugs. Like No, but that's what he did. That's what he's doing. Like that
0: part where he gets like so before he falls to the ground where he just starts to like mount the like the cabinet with like try to like sit his butt on the cabinet like he's got a scr- like scratch the inside of his butthole
3: Oh wait, you mean oh, this part? Oh god. Oh god. <laughs> oh, is dear god. What
2: What's is this? this?
3: Something is What's this? I can't explain. Uh,
1: I'm having so much fun. You know what? I agree with you, Steve. He is focusing way too much on his derriere and stomach instead of his mind. Because his mind is what's going. He's losing his mind. He's losing his character. He's losing everything within himself. And he is so focused on his ass. It's like, (laughs) what...
2: What's the deal here, huh? What's his what's his name, David Asshole Hawk?
0: <laughs> you know, if if we were still doing that thing we did at the beginning of the show when we started doing the show the first time where we would have like a, a, a secondary title, the secondary title for this one would be and Hyde Live on Broadway, or he's doing too much ass.
1: <laughs> he's using his ass too much. I'm gonna I'm gonna give this to you, Steve. This this is poor this is poor act actmanship.
0: All right, so we're going to we're going to watch a little bit of him transform. Finally, Trans finishes transformation into Edward Hyde. He puts the
2: s- ass in Stanislavski.
0: <laughs> well, nobody's following that one up. Hey, no! oh, oh, oh
3: god. Ah, ooh, oh. Suddenly controls, Something is taking hold. Is death suddenly turned me. Look at me. Who. who is this creature that?
2: Ooh, that, that that silence you couldn't see it but that was hundreds of panties dropping as soon as we got the mr hyde reveal where david hasselhoff has become his full animalistic emo tasseled hair in front of his eyes now look. he's doing okay here i will give him this he's doing
0: okay like his his posture is different the way he is expressing himself like facially is different uh he's untied the hair from the back of his head. That means he's really evil. Like now you really know when you like loosen your ponytail that you've
2: gone full psychopath. Yeah, I'd say it's it's almost more like he's gone from like being a whopper to a big mac and you can tell the difference between the two. He's just got
1: so much more meat.
2: <laughs> There's more meat. <laughs> Mr. Hyde, he has the meat. So now he's now he's transformed.
0: He's Mr. Hyde. He's he's doing He's doing some you know like he's doing some uh posture work, he's doing some some light vocal work, and this is the problem with the role of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde in this musical. The role requires you to be vocally and physically two different people
1: uh you gotta be a schizo you gotta be some a you know what, and I'm going to tell you this much, Steve. I know all you actors are schizos. there's no doubt about it' like <laughs> every last one of you.
0: I take offense to that, Mike. I don't think he's—I don't think he knows what he's talking about. This guy knows what's up. No, I don't really think you know what you're talking about, Mike. <laughs> this guy's got our number.
1: Steve, are you—are you—you are all right?
2: Oh, sorry, I'm going to take yeah. out a gel cap and try to like clear this headache.
1: Yeah.
2: Maybe from a different corner of the cabinet, not the dusty one. Um, well, but it requires take, take some re- booze with it. We'll just wash it down. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, you're right. That's the problem. My blood's not thin
1: enough. You're right. So, Didn't you see what Dr. Jekyll had to do? He had a nice stiff drink before he took any drugs. It's It, it requires a vocal
0: performance that very few people can do in the way that the show is making them do like the the couple of people i've heard, like the guy who does the concept album anthony warlow is fantastic like he does a lot of subtle different he he changes his vocals subtly but in a way that definitely sounds like a diff, completely different person is speaking the guy who originated the role on broadway uh cucci cuccioli i think was the actor's name this is his last name i can't remember his first name robert robert cuccioli um couldn't do that that subtly, so his was much more guttural. His was more like, "This is my Doctor Jekyll, this is my Doctor Jekyll voice, and this is how I sing as Hyde. But then it would like make his. It's very hard to sing like that, and it would like crap. It would like crap up his voice really quickly. So uh. later in the show, when one person is doing a duet, it is very difficult to pull off, and I don't think the Hoff can quite pull it off as well. But we'll get to that. Oh, so we're just getting right into the. The battle. The climax. Who Because the- I want to spend some time with the confrontation. So, uh, up until this po- so, up until this... So, he's transformed into Hyde. He's gone and he's met this character, Lucy, who was the prostitute who fell in love with Dr. Jekyll beforehand. Uh, he has paid for her services. He's roughed her up. Uh, but she, she's uh, in love with him. She's in love with Dr. Jekyll, not Mr. Hyde.
1: But how does Mr. she know... Hyde's- so, how does she know Dr. Jekyll before Mr. Hyde bought her as a prostitute?
0: Uh, Dr. Jekyll is taken to a club for his bachelor party, and she is performing at said club, and they strike up a conversation.
2: Oh, um,
0: and like in him, she sees uh, a like the potential for a new life. Like if she could get someone of his stature to love her, like she could be brought out from like the the terrible circumstances that her life has forced her into. Uh, and it's actually the best, probably the, hands down the best song in the whole show, which we won't talk about because it's always performed fantastically, is the song In His Eyes, where Dr. Jekyll's uh, fiance yes. and Lucy sing uh, like a to, like a duet, not to each other, but they sing a duet where they, I, I call it the anti-Bechdel test song, because the whole song is two women singing about how great this guy is that they love. <laughs> Uh, but they say it's like a fantastically written song. And the actresses who play those parts just knock it out of the park each and every time, which is why I didn't include it in this show. But they sing a song (laughs) about that. And then, uh, Hyde meets with Lucy one last time. And they sing a song called dangerous game, uh, which is basically the rape song, uh, where, uh, he, he talks about how he's going to sexually assault her. Uh, but with very flowery language uh, what is and, and
1: what? Is, how does she sing
2: back to that? She's scared. She sings very frightened. Uh, oh very my god! And he weirdly kills enough, I, 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 oh wow, because I love that song, but I, in the context of the show, I didn't know that that was specifically. Wait, wait, wait. What it was? Who does he kill? He kills
0: Lucy, the prostitute.
2: He kills the prostitute, but he doesn't kill the
1: other lady. No, he doesn't kill the the fiance. Uh, oh so he- there is some I'm telling there is layers to this story, guys. There is I'm, I'm gonna tell you, I don't think that potion did anything. Yeah, to
0: quote to quote my to quote one of my favorite movies, onions have layers, ogres have layers.
2: <laughs> S- Sorry. Steve <laughs> See, we can pause if something's happening. No, no, you no, having a tummy okay. ache, buddy? Like, yeah, like, uh... my stomach's
1: a
0: little I should have eaten before I took all that medication that I found in the back of my closet. Should have um, had a hamburger. So so he's murdered Lucy, and now he has, uh, and Jekyll has lost control. It used to be Jekyll could control the transformations by taking the formula. Now Hyde is rearing his ugly head without him taking the formula. So now he's gone full schizo, uh, and he can't control the transformation. And after he realizes that he's murdered a woman and he can't fix himself, uh, he has this moment where he realizes the horror his life has become.
1: Guys, this just sounds like th- this could be a double layered for a horrible alcoholic, you know, who gets wasted and goes out and cheats on his wife and then goes out and murders the prostitute that he cheated on his like, fiance with because he doesn't want his li- the life he's been trying to build to be destroyed. It's, wow, yeah. Mike.
0: Wait, Mike, are you saying that the story of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde can be used as a metaphor for the dangers of alcoholism? Wow, you are like 50 years and 800 scientific journals too late, my friend.
1: Why? Why? Uh, I just don't know him when he drinks. I mean, this is this is bad. Uh. He goes
0: out and he murders prostitutes and he... Stumbles home covered in their blood Well, maybe not that bad I don't think he gets that I don't think he gets that drunk <laughs>
1: He tries to convert A poor Chinese family He tries to what? Wasn't that what you did? Oh, excuse me It was a nice Jewish family When we were having an Italian dinner And we were talking about God And I oh, gave I Oh, sorry,
0: a- I got I got, it, I got it all
2: mixed up I'm sorry
1: <laughs> Yo, Chinese I guess it, at the end of the day Steve, That like,
2: could have happened at another time I was drinking uh, but so now he's gonna
0: now now Doctor Jekyll is going to have a reckoning with himself. Let's see that
2: movie. Yes, the one person duet.
3: Die. Do you really think that I would ever let you go? Do you think I'd ever set you free? <laughs> if you do, I'm sad to say it simply isn't so you will never get away from me all that you are is a face in the mirror i close my eyes and you disappear i'm what you face when you face in the mirror long as you live i will still be here
1: oh. holy baloney
0: now in the defense of hoff which is the name of a book i'm gonna write in the defense of the hoff <laughs> in the
1: defense of the
0: hoff this has got to be one of the most difficult musical theater songs to perform you are singing a duet with yourself. You have to. It is a very brisk song, like it's quick. It's quickly paced, and you have to shift back and forth between different vo—different like vocal styles or different vocalities, or at least most people do. Uh, David Hasselhoff has elected, either on purpose or, again, because of the level of difficulty, to sound exactly the same when he is Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde.
2: Yeah. He's, he, he's leaning on the lighting and the physicality to be, I guess, a little bit of a crutch in that, because the, the lighting changes... He's got he's got like his hair styled different ways like down the center so he can do the the same sort of emo the look, flip and back then... and forth
0: so he flips down and when he's hunched over the hair is loose and he's now he's hide and the lights are like black light and when he flips back up his hair is back behind his head and he's standing straight up so yes he relies on physicality and the lighting a bit still Big to time. to get that across uh and again in further defense of the Hoff I didn't realize I'd be defending him so much Uh, that other actor i had mentioned anthony warlow who did such a great job he did a great job on the the album and when you're doing the album you can take all sorts of breaks you can rehearse as much as you want it's a lot different than doing it live in front of people and i actually saw uh he's australian so he did the australian tour of the show as jekyll and hyde and the he also relies on effects to get it across. Like he still changes his voice, but it's very obvious that his hide voice was pre-recorded. Like he does oh. like the Jekyll bit and he's standing straight up and he's like, you know, like his arms are out and he's speaking upwards and out to the crowd. And when he switches to hide, the light he's got a spotlight directly in front of him. There's two lights and they change. And when it changes to hide, it uh when it changes to Jekyll, you see him in full you see him in full body. When it switches to Hyde, the lighting switches so that you don't see his body anymore. You just see his giant silhouette on a giant like screen behind him. So uh, like Hyde is this massive silhouette shadow force behind that is using a pre-recorded track and Jekyll is the only thing he's performing live. So yes, it's very difficult and even someone who's fantastic at it still can't probably do it all the time up to the God. level it needs to be done.
1: So, you know, all right, I got to get over the half. And I will say, there is a certain degree of, like, okay, you know, if your voice doesn't change that much, well, because you're the same person. You are the monster. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde are the same dude. But they're different. But they're the same. So, in retrospect, I mean, it makes sense they'd have the same voice. No, I'm not totally, but the demeanor is different and the the, the the rhythm. But, ah, I don't know. I, I, no offense to my man what? Hoff, but this kind of sucks. I mean, he, I want more. I want... Well, but
2: also... The also, lighting's great.
1: Whoever the lighting director was, five stars. Yes,
2: st- stage manager, round of applause, they're frequently the unsung heroes. But I will say, like, to... Uh, to kind of lean or or to kind of pile on David Hamburger Helper's performance like what are you comparing it to like what is the we can only you can only either compare it to whoever originated it on Broadway you, or just what your perception you, of it is do you want
0: me do you want me to sound like a real asshole right now
2: <laughs> yes steve when is
0: when have you ever asked my permission i'm flattered i right, well cuz this is going to really this is going to really like this is a bit even this is a bit much even for me uh i compare it to my own ability to do this number
1: <laughs> I Ah, there it is. Well, you know what, Steve? If there's ever a place to show your performance, it's right now. <laughs>
2: no, you <laughs> know I I didn't
1: really prepare anything and okay,
0: set the music up.
2: <laughs> Wait, actually, actually I, I'll just go ahead I'll I'll go ahead and reveal the big secret, guys. Um, I'm Steve Trollinger right now. I've been doing the voices of Mike and Steve for this entire episode and this whole performance has just been me. Steven Trollinger. Man, I'm great. But again, Yo. I I I'm I I, <laughs> I can it sound set, like people interrupting each other.
0: Yeah, I set the difficulty class for 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 Hasselhoff singing this to my own, but in fairness, I also don't do it 8 nights a week, so I'm really good at one-offs, but if I did it one—I've never tried to do it just once. I'd look like an insane person if I just—oh, sorry, my watch just goes off. Oh, sorry, hold on, hon. Uh, I got to do the confrontation from Jekyll and Hyde. I'm trying to see if I can do it eight days, eight times in a week. Like my neighbors with you, my neighbors uh, you just, just call the people to in TikTok white coats.
2: Challenge, Steve. <laughs> yes. Oh my god! And TikTok has got the whole duet thing built in. You could just literally do yourself for both. That's another way. Actually, it's an, it's interesting you bring that up. It's another
0: way some productions will do it. Is some t- productions will actually just cast the two parts and as two different actors, they will cast uh, Jekyll and Hyde as two separate actors and have them sort of perform this number against each other, where like. The Je- the guy playing Jekyll is basically under the control of the guy playing Hyde. Like, the the Hyde is a figment of his imagination. And so, like, he'll, like, control his movements. Like, he's, like, telekinetic or something. He'll, like, do, like, a push movement. And the guy playing Jekyll will, like, fall to his knees. So, so like, there's different ways technically to do this so that you're not destroying your actor's voice every night. But, man, if you can do it, it's it's something to behold on stage. Um Unfortunately, I have yet to see that on stage.
3: <laughs>
2: you're, you're saying if we watched more of this, we wouldn't get that? Let's see. The
3: war is the end of a nightmare. All that you've all is a dying stream. After tonight, I shall end this demon's dream. This is not a dream, my friend, and it will never end. This one is the nightmare that goes on.
0: I'd also like to point out for those who are watching how uh, Mr. Hyde is apparently a Tim Burton claymation figure, (laughs) based on his movements. (laughs) Like that's another thing about this. that's That's another thing about this number is like, okay, stand perfectly still. Now do a duet as two separate people, but don't move. You can't move from the spot you're standing in. Like that really limits your physicality. Which is why I think like when they do the productions where it's two separate actors, it could potentially be more interesting just because you're
2: I want to watch the same video we're watching, but just dub it with this is Halloween, this is Halloween, yeah. Halloween, Halloween. Yo, you know, I he really there is a really a
1: lot of that nightmare before Christmas feel to it. You remember, like, oh... What's this? Like, when he's getting, when he poisons himself?
2: I mean, What's this? What's the this? mayor. It's closing th- through my face.
0: The mayor What's of this? Halloween Town literally has two faces.
1: Yes. Yes. Oh, man. I'm going to tell you. And I'm with you. See, I'm with you. I think there is a lot of potential. Yeah, if you, you'd have to get twins to play it, though, right? With the well, no, the not Jekyll. necessarily,
0: because in the book there's there's an explanation for this in the book, the transformation is physical like Jekyll transforms physically into a different person like with it like like a like humped and like bent over and stooped and his face is all screwed up like you don't know that they're the same person. it's not just a personality change, it's a physical change as well. He turns into a monster basically
1: So are you telling me, Steve? That Dr. Jekyll, if he kills Mr. Hyde without killing himself, he's going to get away with murder because no one would recognize him because he's not the monster.
2: I want to hear the court case argument for this you, over whether see, or not he committed murder. Are you
1: suggesting that perhaps if shape shifting becomes, you know, if, if our science evolves so much or as a species, we very much, you know, like the salamander? Or the uh, what's another? Sh- or the squid? Oh, I like where this is going? We we shape shift ourselves into different beings, can commit heinous crimes, and then uh, get away with it. Is that is that where we're heading? I mean, you
0: constantly rail against the dangers of deepfake, so it's not it's not a it's it's not dissimilar from that in the sense that like how do you prove I did this? Well, he's got octopus tentacle sucker. Uh, wounds all over his body. And to date, you are the only octopus person that we know of. That you know of.
1: That you know of. Yeah.
0: And then he and then he just like sp- sp- sprays the courtroom in black ink and runs out of there. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm blind.
0: Or just like you're trying to convince someone that you didn't kill your the other version of yourself and you're just like it's like the movie liar liar you're just you're out in front of the court, and you're like, "I didn't kill him." And then you very conspicuously run to the back of the courtroom, throw open the doors, like you just like dramatically revealed to yourself, and you go, "It was him, Your Honor. He tried to kill me." <laughs> uh, now that
1: even, is a that is a Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde I want to see
0: the the other funny the other funny aspect of this too is that this this musical is very popular with high school high school musicals tend to perform this a lot and like if we're ra- if I'm railing against Dave poor David Hasselhoff's like acting in this oh my god how how no how terrible oh, is man. every every high school production of this
2: like- i'm so pissed about that because my high school i remember specifically they we had to be so careful with the shows that we did based on the content, and I remember I went to uh, I went to one school, and then the school closer to the city got to do Chicago, but we were not allowed to do that because it was deemed inappropriate. There's high school there's high schools where they're doing musicals where prostitutes get murdered, man. I want to go to those high schools. Yeah, but I don't want to watch those high schools. (laughs) Specifically for the edgy content. Not that I want to be in a musical specifically where prostitutes get murdered. If
1: if I'm not murdering a prostitute in this musical, I'm out. I'm going to join the football team. (laughs) Nick, it's Once Upon a Mattress. There could be a there could be a hooker
0: buried in one of their mattresses <laughs> My uncle told me about the story of the time he stayed at a day's inn and there was a hooker dead hooker buried in his mattress. It happened
2: It's Steve, l- you know I grew up in upstate New York. Where is this voice coming from That's what they sound like up there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, that yeah. was me doing two different uh, d- d- two different types of people voices, and let's see if uh, David continues to not do that.
3: You will die and my silence will hide you. You cannot choose but to lose control. You can't control me. I live deep inside you. Each day you feel me devour your soul. I don't need you to survive as you need me. I'll become whole as you dance with death. And I'll rejoice as you breathe your final breath. Live inside you forever. No.
1: Okay, you know what? Every bad thing I said, I'm done. I love this. I'm, I'm sold. There is just something about whipping his hair down and the blue light coming on. He whips and his and hair back and, back, back and forth. And the yes. white light coming on. He's looking up. He's looking down. And, and you know what? Who cares that his voice isn't two different people? This is deep. We are getting at levels here. All right? Jekyll is realizing he's a he's a monster. And
0: I, I whip I my hair back and forth. forth. Whip my hair back and forth.
1: Whip my hair back
0: and forth. <laughs> whip my hair back and forth. Now, now, if Willow Smith <laughs> had done it that way, I might have been more interested
1: in her music career. We need more young pop sensations singing about schizophrenia and until we get to that place in this country like... I
0: will I will also say I will also say this that is the heart that is I think that is personally the hardest part of the whole musical to do is that one section there where he has to go uh for i live inside you forever no with satan himself like he has like he only has he's only saying no it's only a single beat but he has to then like he has to, he has to cry. No, he has. To, he can't just say no. He has to go no. Like so, you have to like your breath control <laughs> has to be insane for that because you have to go no ha, na, 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 na. no 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 like you have to then have so much like you have a split second to take as much breath as you possibly can to sing the high part,
2: the high part and the hide part. This, no, the jackal part.
1: This sounds like such a fun part to play.
2: Oh yes, if you're a self indulgent actor, this is the ultimate. And I am yes. Imagine doing karaoke this is the, Oh perfect karaoke song Oh, oh my god Yeah, It's
1: only uh, three and a half minutes That's, that's acceptable it, it
0: has to be the first number and the last number you do For karaoke it, It's like I'm gonna do this and nothing else For the rest of the night uh, But let's just finish it out real quick
3: Can't you see it Take all your evil deeds and you run in hell! I'll see you there, Jekyll. No, 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 never.
2: Wow. <laughs> wow. Mike swept up. Wee. Although I'm curious, for those listening to this who aren't watching it, if you can tell when he's actually switching between characters, because we're getting very obvious visual. I mean, and also,
0: I mean, lyrically, you can tell in terms of like what they're saying.
2: I like that. Yeah, but Mike, can you kind can, can you kind of see how how young Steve liked this, and and kind of where the appeal of the just melodrama of it all comes in? Oh yes.
1: Oh Steve. Oh Steve, Steve, Steve. I can <laughs> I can imagine. Oh, something Steve, is taking your, hold. your your hide brain is a scary one. I can only <laughs> imagine. But I love your brain, Steve. And all the wackiness and wonder brain. it brings to my life. Well I'm glad I'm
0: glad that you like me, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> And, yes, I'm, and, and I'm glad that you now like the worst version of Jekyll <laughs> and Hyde the musical.
1: I'll have to watch That's all all, I, what, all three of them, four of them.
0: This is the only one they filmed. So the other the other like versions, you just can get albums for it. You just listen to it. Okay. I might. And maybe I'll, th- maybe I'll maybe I'll maybe I'll like record an audition video of myself doing the confrontation. I don't know. We'll I see.
1: One hundred percent think that needs to happen. I, oh, watch, Steve, I watch. I it back,
0: and I I watch it back,
2: and I'm like, "Oh fuck! I don't know what I'm doing." <laughs> I thought I was so good, much like David Hasselhoff did. Yeah. Uh. Well, Steve, thank you for once again introducing this
0: to Mike, not to not to Nick. Nick knew full well what uh-huh. this was.
2: <laughs> thank you,
0: Steve. You're welcome. Yes. And I'm glad we finally, uh, like like five episodes before the end, got to a musical.
2: Yes. Yes. We gotta start checking off every box we haven't checked yet. Uh, And yes, on that note, listeners, uh, please stay subscribed to us because uh, we march onwards to episode 200 before we start to shift into some new content, uh, as we mentioned in our last episode. So please stay tuned for that. Uh, and in the meantime follow us on social media Twitter Instagram and Facebook we're the only song topsy report in existence uh you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Brigadier and Mike where can we find you you can find me on my Instagram at
1: mr that's MrMR.DOT. and uh yeah like Nick said you know check it all out check us uh, check us out send us your song suggestions as soon as you can um and we will have hopefully a <laughs> another uh one last of those listener submitted uh episodes which we all love so much and we've got a few uh, actually we got a few from you but we always we always like getting some more and uh, you can find something just really shitty
0: just like dirt shitty shift. ass poor crap that <laughs> supersedes the dirt shitty ass poor crap you already have by all means send it to us and why don't you tell me
1: Ooh, God. Ah, okay <laughs> um, I'm just trying to think with this this Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, and like a scenario in which people all right, do you think that uh Mr. Hyde was brought out by the potion, or do you think Dr. Jekyll always had a mental disorder and it, this was just bound to happen because I I'm going with the the latter. I think he was doomed from the start. You know, it's hereditary sometimes. Um, you think I'm and then wrong
0: sometimes on this? if you just put a bunch of like household chemicals into a vial and drink it, you know, it can have an effect on your mental state.
1: Now yeah. now he kept he kept taking the potion, he kept turning back into hide on purpose.
0: Yes. this that, excellent point, Mike. He was he was enthralled with the freedom that it gave him. The power.
2: Wow, this this is our first, like I said, literary analysis poll question. Yeah. So, what was it, folks? Was Doctor is it Doctor Jekyll's fault, or
1: do we do we blame do we blame science? <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so a poll question
2: that leans into Mike's anti science march. Look, uh, the tech takedown's coming. <laughs> the tech down with Mike Russell. That's the new podcast. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm like half joking. <laughs> And, Steve, where can we find you and your various personalities? You
0: can find me on Twitter and Instagram at yourmantrollo, on my personal website, stephentrollinger.com. The first episode of time trip season two uh hit today i believe either today or this weekend
2: oh yes as of this recording yeah.
0: um, i'm not i'm not in that one i, I don't show up i think till episode three it. or so <laughs> but by all means it's still a great show so please download it but uh, no, rest assured good. listeners i will be in it eventually if you just keep you just got to keep listening so just by all well, it's a great show very entertaining
2: please download it and subscribe Sounds good. Time trip season wait.
0: two with Just Press
2: Playhouse. They can't. Yes, wait. Just Press Playhouse. Great stuff. Uh, and thank you so much, listeners. And with that, uh, we will see you not probably week after next, but we'll see what we can do. And until then, I'm Nick Brigadier. I'm Mike Russell, and I'm Steve Trollinger.
3: and so am I. <laughs> <laughs>
2: There is that sweet laugh. And uh, we will see you week after next. Take care.